one and a two and a one and a two. G'day you fucking bastards and welcome to a special Socceroos fucking one edition of the Mr. Sitter podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I know it's a Sunday so we're going to keep this episode nice and tight. Uh, what a what an evening. What an evening of football it was. I'm appropriately attired for today's episode. Uh, let's just crack straight into it guys. Four games, all of them pretty good to watch. Uh, the first one, pretty pretty damn good to, to, to watch and think about uh, uh, moving forward. Uh, it is Australia's third ever victory at the uh, at the World Cup uh, in, in in history. Uh, the first result, I must say, uh, uh, despite my status as a as an absolute savant of this game that we love to watch, uh, and 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 basically uh, the closest thing you have to a football oracle. Uh, this is the result that, uh, the first time in this tournament that I have been straight up wrong about something, uh, which, which is good for me because it's like, yeah, I've hedged my bets and I'm wrong, but I'm really happy about it. Because normally when I'm wrong, I'm furious. Uh, the Socceroos winning 1-0 against Tunisia, uh, and they, and you know what? They played well. They played, they played Aussie well, you know, it was, it was scrappy. They defended hard. Uh, a lot of the passes didn't come off. There were a lot of moments that you went, wow, that's pretty rough. Uh, and I think overall, Tunisia were, were technically, and, and I dare say even physically superior to the Socceroos, uh, but somehow uh, we, were, we were tactically superior to them, which is, which is crazy considering the, the coach that we have. But um, Harry Sutar and his defensive partner, Rouse, were superb. Like, super, uh, Sutar, in particular, I, I, I screamed about how much I loved him in the first game. And um, and he was even better in this game. Some last-minute tackles. He was everywhere in the box. He is our Harry Maguire, but only the England Harry Maguire, uh, in, in, in defensive leadership, bringing the ball out for the back and just having a giant slab of a head. Uh, he played great. Ralph played great. Aaron Moy, probably the best game I've ever seen him play. He was absolutely wonderful. I thought Jackson Irvine had a really underrated, energetic performance in midfield. And I got to eat. I got to eat some humble Aussie meat pie. Uh, Mitch Duke, I'm sorry, I was not familiar with your game. It doesn't change what I said about Mark Viduka, but I became a big fan of Mitch Duke in this game. Uh, he he scored a perfect header. The header was you cannot score a better header than that. And uh, I really liked his his deft little outside of the foot touch uh, to play the ball onto. I believe Aaron Moy. In the lead up to the goal, uh, so happy for him, and also happy that he almost beat the shit out of one of the Tunisia subs uh, when when they they fucked with him when he was down. Uh, you can take the boy out of Campbelltown, but you could not take the Campbelltown out of Mitch Duke. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, I I'm I'm a big fan of the big boy who's playing in the second division of Japan. Um, Tunisia. I thought were going to be so much better than they were. They looked like they were actually pretty good against Denmark. They were very bad against Australia. 
Um, even though, like I said, they were they were like every time they got on the ball, any of the Tunisian players, you saw that the technical level was above what most of the Socceroos were putting out. Uh, the the ball control, the way they were moving in between the lines, it was it just looked crisper. But they had no end product. They were terrible in the final third. And they just couldn't put it away and then yet to score a goal at this tournament. And I don't actually think that they're going to score at all in this tournament. There are a couple of shots that a few of their players took that looked like they went out for throw-ins. Uh, and Australia deserved winners against um, against Tunisia. They defended so, so well. And um, and my, my partner, Zoe, she was watching it by herself uh, at uh, at a pub. I was watching it with my nonno, which was a, an experience in hearing some... Um, some racial slurs that you don't get very often, which is always great. Uh, but Zoe messaged me saying that, um, you know, Australian tall poppy syndrome is so rife. No wonder we're better at defending than attacking. We feel so much more comfortable taking things away from people than, than, than you know, doing things on our own. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was an, I thought it was an excellent quote and really summed up exactly how Australia played in this game. And it's crazy that... I guess technically you'd have to say we were tactically I guess technically you would have to say we were tactically better than Tunisia which considering the fact that we have Graham Arnold as our coach is wild like he's hopeless you understand he's he is a joke what must the rest of the world think of us looking at him gesticulating on the sideline towards the end of the game in a suit that barely fits him, gut hanging out, collar collar out of the lapel jacket. Like, his collar is not popped, but it's hanging out of the lapel jacket. He looks like a dad at the very end of his son's Bucks party that he got a begrudging pity invite to. Uh, and yet, he is the third man in history to say that he has won a game at the World Cup as manager of Australia. Graham Arnold, take a fucking bow. Uh, and the Socceroos are now in with a chance of making it to the next round against all odds. All we need is a point against Denmark. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get that. I, I'm once again willing to hedge my bets here and say, if my prediction is wrong, I'll be happy. I don't think we get a draw against Denmark. I think Denmark will beat Australia quite comprehensively. And Denmark will make it through, but we will see what happens on Thursday morning. The next game was a game that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. One like top, top game uh, between Poland and Saudi Arabia, and I was really looking forward to to it going into it because I thought I thought at the start of this tournament before I before I started watching any of the games that Poland were going to finally do some damage at this tournament. Uh, they weren't very good against Mexico, but they were very good here. Saudi Arabia were were in the ascendancy for most of the game. Um, Again, like Tunisia, technically, physically, they were really good. They took it to Poland. They had they dominated possession. They just uh, they struggled a little bit with end product, but they had better end product than Tunisia by far. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Herva Renard, who's the who's the coach of Saudi Arabia, like screaming at his players from the sideline. But he obviously doesn't speak Arabic, so his interpreter's there, and his interpreter is not only interpreting the language, but the interpreter is interpreting the energy of Renard. He's just like losing it and getting so, so angry at the players as well, almost mimicking uh, uh, what he was doing. So that was hilarious. Uh, good to watch. And um, hey, credit where credit's due to Renard. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is the only man in history to win the African Cup of Nations with two different teams. He won it with Zambia and he won it with uh, the Ivory Coast, which is remarkable. Uh, to, to think of all the coaches that have won continental competitions more than once, let alone with different teams, I don't, I don't believe... As far as I know, maybe maybe Copa America might have happened a few times, uh, and maybe Asia Cup, but I I know certainly no one's done it in the Euros. So mad respect for Renard and mad respect for for his Saudi Arabia team, who could well have been one all uh, against Poland, uh, who took the lead with Zielinski, beautiful finish, Robert Lewandowski assist, uh, because they won a penalty. Uh, they won a penalty. With a with a foul that I don't understand, I don't know what the Polish guy did to the Saudi guy. He just kind of fell over, and and the the Polish left back had his hand somewhere near his shoulder, and he just called it. Um, it was very strange. Definitely not a penalty, but justice was of course served because Poland in goals have my fucking boy Wojciech Szczesny who has been imperious at saving penalties over the last few years for Juve, I will say. And when Aldosari stepped up, I thought he's going to score because Aldosari, wonderful, wonderful player. He's the one that scored the second goal against Argentina. He is, as far as I've been told, the best player in Saudi Arabia. He is... Um, he, he has been fielding offers from Europe for years, but he's 30. He's comfortably decided to stay in Saudi Arabia all these years. He's a little bit like uh, Mohammed Abu Trika, uh, formerly of Egypt, who just always played in Egypt. And he was he was clearly cut above everybody else, but he just never went to Europe. Uh, and I thought Aldassari was going to score, but not only did Chesney save his penalty, but Chesney also saved, in an even better save, the follow-up from the guy who ran in. Uh, Chesney also made a miraculous save against Aldassari in the second half. He was easily the man of the match. And then Lewandowski finally popped up with a goal in the World Cup. Poland winning 2-0. And now this group is absolutely blown wide open. And going into the final match day, it's not like the other two groups that we've seen pass, Groups A and B. Groups A and B have got effectively one dead rubber and one must-watch match. Uh, That being, um, you know, the group of the Netherlands. The Netherlands will beat... Qatar who are already eliminated and England theoretically will already beat will beat Wales who are also kind of already eliminated those two games are dead rubbers but the other two matches between uh, USA and Iran and Ecuador and Senegal are absolutely must watches in this group the the Argentina group all the games are must watch Argentina will play against Poland and Mexico will play against Saudi Arabia and all four teams have a chance of going through but we'll get to that in a little bit because that's uh, that's the next game France-Denmark was a game that I was really, really looking forward to and it didn't disappoint. Uh, France taking away the victory basically on the sheer fact that they have the best player in the world, bar none, playing for them. I am, of course, talking about Adrian Rabiot. (laughs) Uh, uh, Rabiot had a very Rabiot game in this one where he did some great things in midfield, lost the ball a couple of times, almost scored with a header, and then actually was the one that was supposed to be marking Christensen on the corner that Denmark equalized from. Uh, But it was okay because France ultimately won because they do have Kylian Mbappe who scored two very un-Kylian Mbappe goals, you know, like basically tap-ins, right place, right right time. But when you are that physically, uh, in terms of strength and speed, and timing better than everybody else. You score goals like that in addition to wonder goals. And now Kylian Mbappe scored two tap-ins and a header. Some very un-Kylian Mbappe goals, but I did predict that he would be um, the player of the tournament. 
It's looking like he might even get the golden boot now. Uh, he's tied on three with Enna Valencia, who unfortunately his tournament is over. I didn't mention that yesterday, but Enna Valencia is injured and his tournament will be done. And that's going to really, really be a blow for Ecuador. Uh, nonetheless, uh, the World Cup curse is over. France are, as I predicted, they're very good. They're not faltering. They are very, very good. And they are going to cream, cream Tunisia in the next game. Tunisia are going to get a sniff in. And France are going to, they're going to have sweep, swept the group. And they are going to be in, in line to play, you know, whoever comes second in this next group, which will be decided by uh, the next round after the last game that we saw this morning, which is Argentina-Mexico. Uh, a match that a lot of people were highly anticipating. It's the kind of the Hispanic... America's rivalry, um, and they played each other multiple times in the past. I wasn't super looking forward to this game because I'm completely uninspired by this Mexico team. Uh, I don't like any of their players. I don't like how they approach games, and Argentina are not as good as people think. Uh, they Basically, the first half was Mexico and Argentina just kicking the fuck out of each other and nothing much happening. Um, and I did say when I was watching it... Um, why is Enzo Fernandez from Benfica not playing? Uh, Enzo Fernandez violated Juventus for Benfica in um, ways that I can't speak of on this podcast earlier this season. And I think he's just a wonderful player and he had a great little cameo against Saudi Arabia. And I couldn't believe he didn't start given that um, Argentina made like five or six changes to the starting 11. And there was a guy in midfield who I'd never heard of, uh, who I can't even, I can't even remember his name. Um, uh, in addition to three guys called Martinez, which was funny given what we saw with South Korea the other day with Kim. But of course, Ando Fernand Enzo Fernandez came on and scored the second goal, a wonder goal. Messi scored a wonder goal too, and Argentina won 2-0. Uh, and I actually haven't seen the second half. I saw the goals, but I haven't seen the second half. I didn't see the second half because I was uh, I was appearing on uh, Bean Sports, the early kickoff show, which is going to be airing today. If you're listening, it's going to be airing at 530 uh, on Bean Sports and KO live, and then you can just stream it afterwards. If you want to see your boy on TV talking about football, I um I was uh, just spoiler alert. Uh, I was playing off uh, a few people, Nick Stat, Nick Stav, Cat Haddad, uh, great great football minds, uh, and and fun people to be on a podcast with. And uh, I was I was hilarious. I was so good. I'm 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 really funny. So uh, so check that out uh, if you want. And now we have uh, the final the final round of games in this group is Argentina, Poland, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, which is so intriguing because I am struggling to predict how these matches are going to go. Uh, anybody could win and anybody could go through with a number of different combinations. That Saudi Arabia beating Argentina match uh, has just thrown this game, this group into so much intrigue. And yeah, like I said, both... Both games are must-watch. I don't know who's going to win. I can see Mexico and Saudi Arabia. I can see either team winning, and I can see a draw. I could see Poland getting an upset against Argentina and knocking them out. Uh, it's hard to envisage many scenarios in which my pre-tournament prediction of Argentina and Poland going through um, comes true. But I think if Mexico can beat Saudi Arabia 1-0 and Argentina and Poland draw... I believe on goal difference, um, Poland will go through ahead of um, Poland will go through ahead of 
Mexico and Argentina will go through, but it'll be in reverse order. Poland will top the group. So that's the only scenario in which my prediction can be right as far as the teams that go through. And there's no way that I can be right about the order in which they go through because I said Argentina and Poland would go through. So there you go, guys. I don't know everything. Um, I just know a lot. So thanks for following along and watching with me because you get to just be uh, drinkers at my fountain of knowledge and um, and know-how. I've still watched fucking every single game except for that second half, which I'm going to watch now, so it still counts. But I've been watching every single game, uh, highly caffeinated and just kicking ass with this podcast. You know it. Uh, they know it. Everybody knows it. Tell your friends about this, guys. Tell your friends that if you want a daily podcast to listen to, that'll be like 20 to 30 minutes. You'll get to hear one guy's majestic radio voice and uh, and hear about... Um, all of the matches and a few random jokes, uh, pop culture references interspersed throughout. He's the guy, low cash, get around him. Um, and get around tonight's matches. We've got some wonderful, wonderful games coming up, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, the early game is uh, is my boys, Japan, taking on Costa Rica. I think this is going to be a walloping. Costa Rica were dog shit. Costa Rica will continue to be dog shit. Japan were extremely impressive. Uh, and... One thing that I will note about these two teams is the difference, the disparity in conditioning is going to come uh, shining through in this game because Costa Rica, especially towards the end of the Spain game, I mean, they copped a shellacking, but still, they looked unconditioned, they looked out of shape, they looked unfit, and Japan are athletes. Japan are fit as fuck, possibly the best conditioned team in the entire tournament. They've got strength and depth, they're tactically good. Japan are going to mop the floor with Costa Rica, no problem. The next game is Belgium-Morocco. Now, big, big, strong Lukaku is out for the group stage. I uh, I, I found that out uh, a little while ago, which means it is going to be Michi Batshuayi starting again for Belgium, which means they're probably going to be quite profligate again. Morocco defended really well. Their keeper had a great game against um, against Croatia. Bunu, who plays for Sevilla, he's a top man. Uh, but Morocco also a profligate. Morocco really struggled to, to score goals and create anything uh, against Croatia. So... Uh, I don't see them getting past Thibaut Courtois. I believe we're looking at another nil all, guys. So that's that's my prediction for Belgium-Morocco, uh, even though I am pumping for Morocco because I said they, they will go through this group. Uh, Croatia-Canada. Uh, this one's really, really hard because, again, Croatia, profligate. They Without Mario Mandzukic, they do not have the firepower uh, to, to produce what they did in 2018. But given that my prediction was... That um, that Croatia would not make it through this group. I'm going to say this is going to be a draw too, which is going to keep all the teams on an even keel. Uh, but I think this will be a score draw. It could be a one-one or a two-two. Uh, as much as the the underdog lover in me wants Canada to beat Croatia, and a lot of people have predicted it, I think Canada Canada's spirited performance against Belgium is being overhyped. Belgium aren't very good. They just have exceptional players in a couple of positions. Uh, I don't think Canada are going to be good enough to dominate or even be very good against Croatia. So, yeah, could see a Croatia win, could see a draw, can't see a Canada win. And then finally, we have the match of the match of the day. Uh, it's um, it's probably the biggest game that we have seen so far in this tournament in terms of sheer prowess. The first match between two former winners of the World Cup. It is Spain Germany. Now, this is one that. I am torn on making my... Pred- I'm torn on whether to go with my brain or my heart in this game. And I'll tell you why. Because my brain is telling me that Spain beat Germany and knocked them out. My brain is telling me that Spain played so well against Costa Rica and that their quality will shine through and that Germany 
uh, just aren't what they should be, and it will be yeah, it'll be a it'll be a mop the for, foregone conclusion. Uh, but my heart, not that my heart feels anything for Germany, but my heart wants my prediction from before the tournament to be right, and that prediction was that Germany will go through first and Japan will go through second. Uh, so I want Germany to win here, and then I want Japan to beat Spain in the next round. But if I go for that result, and I say that, that means that I'm hinging it all on Japan beating Spain, which is a big, big, big ask. Whereas if Germany lose here and Japan win, then Japan already threw with Spain. And I am happy because I love Japan. Japan are probably my favorite team in the tournament next to Serbia. I also really like Ecuador. I also really like Iran. And... Um, and yeah, I like Poland. I like I like I like a lot of those mid-tier three or four world-class players, uh, and the rest of them are battlers teams. Those those are the ones that I'm going for. for other than obviously, you know the uh, the non-Wagaroos. Uh, so, in terms of prediction for tonight, let's say let's say Germany two one. Okay, we're gonna say Germany no. Fuck it. Let's go big. Let's say Germany 4-3. I'm going to say Germany 4-3 tonight. Okay? Done. See if I'm right. Uh, Once again, the only result that I've gotten drastically wrong was this morning's game, the Socceroos, or last night's game, in fact, the Socceroos. Uh, So, you know, I'm doing well. Uh, This has been the episode. Uh, Thank you for joining me on Sunday. Thank you for for listening along. Uh, Please... Subscribe to my YouTube, guys. It's uh, it's it's steadily building up. It's like one or two, one or two new subscribers every day. Uh, we're looking at like fifteen. Just add those numbers, man. You don't have to watch it on YouTube. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes. Just like subscribe and 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 bump those numbers up for me. I would love you so much. Uh, and leave leave comments. Uh, go onto TikTok and and tell the people that are leaving mean comments on my videos to get fucked if you like. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. I'll catch you tomorrow.